everybody. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you want to know more about us or connect with us as a church, then please go to our church website and we'd love to get to know you some more. But here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages you and inspires you. Well, these days, I don't often to get, get to go out on big, exciting road trips. Not even before lockdown did I very often get to go off on road trips, but obviously for the last six months, that has changed even more so. But when I do get the opportunity to go on a road trip, I love the opportunity to get away, especially when it's somewhere that I may have never been to before. No matter where I might go when I go on a road trip, I can have faith that I'm going to be able to get to the destination that I'm aiming for. The traffic might slow me down. I might need to learn some new skills to be able to get there or some new equipment to get me there. But no matter where I decide to head to, I can have the faith that I can have the opportunity, that I can reach the destination eventually. When I, whether I'm headed out to Bognor Regis or to the USA, whether I'm going to the deepest, darkest parts of the Amazon rainforest or going off to the top of Everest, the journey might not always be easy, but I could have faith that I can get there. And the reason that I can have that faith of being able to get to my destination is because of the people who have gone before me. Because Christopher Columbus set sail and navigated his way to the USA, I can be confident that I too can make that journey today in a lot more comfort and a lot more quickly than Christopher Columbus did. Because of Edmund Hillary, who was the first person to climb Everest, it would take quite a lot of training, um, but I can set out knowing that it is possible and feasible to be able to get to the summit of the highest peak in our world. Faith in Hebrews 11 is defined as hope combined with certainty. Hope alone is a wishful dream, but hope combined with faith gives us a firm foundation that we can always depend on. Throughout Hebrews 11, we hear arguably the most famous passage on faith in the Bible. As many have called it, we hear about the hall of faith, where we hear of the incredible faith of those who have gone before us, and how each of them have encountered God's faithfulness as they stepped out in faith. God certainly has done some great things. This week, I'd really encourage you to spend some time reading over the bit of Hebrews 11 that we didn't get time to read out together this morning and be inspired by the faith of some of these great men and women of God. Life was not always easy for them, but with God by their side, they saw God do great things in and through their lives as they faithfully stuck to God. But I want to pause to think about how we might have live a life of faith today that we might see God do equally great and wonderful things as we put our trust 
in our God who is faithful to us today, just as he has been in the years and in the lives of those who've gone before us. Life is a journey. God has done great things in the lives of those who've gone before us. So we can have confidence that he can also do great things in our lives as well. And I want to take just a few minutes to think about what we can learn from this passage about how we can live the journey of life the way that, in a way that might enable us to encounter God's faithfulness and the great things that he will do for us. And the first thing that will help us as we step out on the journey of faith together is to shed our loads. Having looked at the great hall of faith, in Hebrews 12, the writer turns his attention to the lessons that we can learn uh, for those who have, or from those who have gone before us. And in verse 1 of chapter 12, he starts by telling us this. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, those who've gone before us, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. In life, we need to be prepared, but we can't hold on to the things that are going to weigh us down. When I go out for a run, it's this time of year where it gets quite tricky to know what I'm going to wear as I head out on my run. Sometimes I can open the front door and it's freezing cold and I want to put on loads of layers before I even step outside the door to be comfortable as I go out on my run. But there are also those times where it's quite nice and warm and mild and I could quite happily just go for a run in shorts and a t-shirt. But no matter what the temperature is when I start my run, I know that if I go out on my run wearing a great big huge thick winter jacket, that jacket is ultimately going to become a burden for me. Five minutes down the road, once I've warmed off, I will want to throw it off and discard it because it's no longer any help, no longer is it any comfort, and ultimately it is weighing me down and burdening me down. And this can so often be true in our lives as well. Hebrews calls us to run the life of faith. But as we set out on this run, we do so burdened with all sorts of different baggage that we have to carry, most of which we do not need. Some of the baggage we will, con we will instantly recognize as being unhelpful, but some we might not. As I start out on a run with a winter jacket, it might seem like a great idea but the reality is that it's going to weigh me down as I warm up and as I get moving. So we need to identify what, might, what we might need to let go of as we run the life of faith. Some of these things might seem good to us initially, but ultimately as we progress on that journey, they could become a point where they ultimately weigh us down. As we live a life of faith, we might think that getting a successful career will help us 
uh, we might think that, uh, but then we reach a point where as that job takes over our lives and maybe even distracts us from our faith, how easy it can be for that job to weigh us down and become a burden to us rather than a blessing in helping us to live out a life of faith. It might seem like an excellent idea for us to store up some cash to ensure our financial security, but when we start putting our faith in our money instead of our faith in God, then we have a problem. Then that thing that we are carrying is going to start weighing us down. Today, if you want to encounter the faithfulness of God, please can I encourage you to listen to these words from Hebrews once again. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. This morning, what is hindering you as you live, as you run the journey of faith, as you live out a life of faith with Jesus today? Maybe there are things that you know are not helping you. A life, uh, to live the life of faith that you know God has called you to. Maybe you know that in Jesus there can be no guilt or shame or fear or anxiety, and yet you hold on to all those feelings all the same. Maybe you are aware of an area of your life that you know is not right, that's frankly sinful, not as God intended you to live. Today, please, can I encourage you, if you want to encounter and know the faithfulness of God in your life, will you let go of those things that are hindering you? Maybe there are even things that, when you stand out with them, you, you thought they would, or when you started out with them, you thought they would be good, you thought they'd be a blessing to you. But now you're a little bit further down the road and they're starting to become a burden. You're starting to get warmed up and you're sweating and you're carrying this big, heavy coat that you don't really need anymore, but you've got it on and you don't want to let it go. This morning, can I encourage you to let all these things go that are hindering you as you run the life of faith. As we live the life of faith and long to see the great things that God will do, may we follow the example of those who have gone before us. Let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and and prevents us from making progress on that journey of faith with our God. On this journey of faith, not only do we need to shed the load of our burdens, though, that we are carrying, we also need to be patient and to pace ourselves. In verse 1 of chapter 12, uh, uh, the message of Hebrews carries on to not only encourage us to cast off everything that hinders us, but also to run the race with perseverance that is marked out for us. The journey of life is not a short journey. And so we need to be prepared to persevere. And perseverance means that we need to have patience. Now, I admit this is something that I am terrible at. 
If I decide that I'm going to do something, I want to get it done straight away. If I'm going to start a new project, I can't just leave it sitting on the back burner whilst I do something else. I can't wait for it to, to take its time and just come about naturally. I want to get it done and I want to get it finished so that it can be a, uh, done and I can move on to the next thing or it can be a blessing to whoever it might be. When I started running to do, I started doing the Couch to 5K app that I know many people have been picking up throughout lockdown. And uh, I fondly remember the uh, Couch to 5K um, coach uh, giving me this piece of advice as I set out on a run. Remember, this is just a jog, not a sprint. Needless to say, that went in one ear and out the other. I, went, I was going for a run. I wanted to go fast. But who knows that in, in order to run 5K, it's not about how fast you can run. It's about how far you can run. And in order to run far, you need to pace yourself. And it's exactly the same as we live out our lives for Jesus today as well. Sadly, I know too many people who have been full of enthusiasm, who've set out on the journey of faith, convinced that as they do so, Jesus is going to change the world through them. And I've loved to see their heart. I've loved to hear their enthusiasm. But after a year or two or ten, that initial enthusiasm and passion has burned out. And not only has their enthusiasm burned out, but also their faith has burned out as they've gone too quick, too soon. If we are to encounter God's faithfulness, if we're to know God's faithfulness and set out on the journey of faith, we need to do so with perseverance. We need to pace ourselves. Pacing ourselves means we go at God's pace and not our pace. It means we don't worry about how quickly we reach the destination. It means we don't worry about how quickly we can achieve the goals that we want to achieve. Instead, we go at a pace we know that we can sustain. And we place our faith and our trust in God that he will do all the rest according to his will and his power that is far greater and stronger than anything we could ever do. As Mike Todd, the American preacher, puts it, running with perseverance means living by the pace of God's grace. Not running in our strength, but running in the strength of God's grace that he can do more in and through our lives than we could ever on our own. I wonder this morning, how is your pace? I suspect that many of us over the last few months will have felt like I have felt. Either you will have been running a marathon at the pace of a sprint, trying to adapt and adjust to the changing world around us, or you'll have just stopped completely overcome with all that you are encountering in this moment as our world goes through this seismic event in history. Pacing ourselves is about getting the balance right between those two extremes. We run the race, we press on with God, but never so fast that we find ourselves having to stop 
because we're shattered and out of breath and completely overcome. But neither do you ever get to the place where we have to stop because we don't know what to do. We continue to press on because there's always more in the tank. This morning, how is your pace? Are you persevering with your faith today? This morning, may you know the pace of God's grace in your life today. And the most helpful way that we have to set our pace, to get our pace right for the journey of life that we are set on is to focus on the goal that we are aiming for. If I want to run to the end of the road, I know that I can run a lot faster than if I am aiming to run 5K. Keeping my eyes on the goal helps me to define and determine the pace with which I can run. And again, this is true of our faith. As Hebrews 12 continues to tell us that, we run, that as we run this race, we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The ultimate way to live a life of faith is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus alone. We can draw confidence from those who have gone before us in the past and the example that they have set for us. But Jesus is the only one who has gone ahead of us. It is through Jesus alone that we can find true and lasting hope, not just for the past, but for the future of our lives. When times get tough, when we feel exhausted and all washed out, it is Jesus who will enable us to push on, to not stop running, and to endure to the end of the race. When we are weary and disheartened, it is as we look to Jesus that we will continue to find the motivation and the desire that we seek. Setting out on the journey of faith is never easy. Hebrews 11 clearly tells us that. But when times get tough, when we feel like all hope is gone, we can continue to have faith. We can have faith because Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Through him, we can encounter a hope that is not just wishful thinking, but a hope that is firm, that's secure, that we can stand on and depend on. So may we once again today fix our eyes on Jesus. May we set out on the journey of faith that he has called us to. And may we run the race free of any burdens, full of perseverance. For as we do this, then we can have hope. A hope that is more than just a wishful dream, but a hope that we can really and truly depend on throughout our life. 
Life is a journey. And today we can have hope and confidence as we live out the journey of life with our God. God has done great things in the past, but we can have faith today that he will also do great things again in the future of our lives as we fix our eyes on Jesus and put our faith and our trust in him. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you and we praise you that you are faithful that you call us to come alongside you and that as you do so, you uh, promise that you will never let us down or disappoint us, that in you we can have complete hope, not just for what has been in our lives, but throughout the rest of our lives as we look to the future as well. And so, Lord God, as we look at uh, think of this passage today, Lord, we give you those things that are burdens, those things that are weighing us down, those things that are tangling us up. And Lord, we give them to you. We cast them off. And Lord, we say we just want to progress in our journey of faith with you. Lord, forgive us for those times where we've run ahead um, of ourselves and have come to a halt as a result. For those times where we stopped on the run uh, and struggled with the perseverance to press on with you. Lord God, may we continue not to rely on our own strength, but may we be wholly dependent on you. May you give us the, uh, the pace of your grace in our lives at this time, we pray. And Lord, may we, above all, never cease to take our eyes off Jesus the one who is the supreme example of faith, the one who is the ultimate expression of faith, the one who has shown us the way. Lord, may we stick close to him. May we keep our eyes on him and know that as we go with him, you are able to do great things in and through our lives as we put our faith and trust in you as our great and faithful God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.